illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic limit immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how in the heck are you doing this tonight? Well, you know, I was doing pretty well up until you just said that I was the director of dynamic thermolipid immersion. And then I'm thinking, holy crap, I'm going to have to work my ass off on Saturday. Yes, you are. And that, <laughs> uh, so, well, yes, hopefully, the, how's the weather supposed to be? Do we know yet? Um, I think it's supposed to be relatively mild okay. for early September. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I don't think but, it's supposed to be hotter than Hades. I think it's supposed to be kind of like it was this last weekend. Okay, so 80s, 80s-ish. And we got a freaking 7.30, 7.30 game, which sucks. Yeah. Does that mean we're not going to get done until, what, 10.30, 11? 11 or 11.30, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, uh, and then uh, we still got to get that trailer home and all that kind of good stuff oh god i hate late games anyway yeah, okay yeah. billy sorry i'm i'm jumping ahead to saturday and we haven't even gotten through what uh, tonight yet what yep. do we got well just remember that illegal participation is for us to talk about beaver sports tailgating and anything else we find funny every week um, remember you can listen to us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, most other podcatchers if you want to get in touch with us heinrich tailgater at gmail.com at Heinrich Tailgater on Twitter or Heinrich Tailgater on Facebook. You ready to talk some Beaver Sports Beach? Absolutely, Billy. What do we got to talk about tonight? Well, as we get closer to September, we get more and more sports playing. So first up, a little bit of women's volleyball. Oh, how are we looking, Billy? Is it better than – well, you know, I don't think it could get much worse than last year. So how are we looking this year? Well, Beach, 
Oregon State battled back from a seven-point deficit in the fifth set. But? The Beavers couldn't complete the comeback in a 3-2 loss to Long Beach State. Vivian Light led Oregon State with 23 kills, 11 digs, and 3 blocks while hitting 320 on the outside. Kinley Swan added 10 kills and 2 blocks in her OSU debut. And then uh, the next day uh, against Portland State, Oregon State made a furious comeback from down 6 to within 2 in the decisive 4th set. But... They couldn't overcome an uneven hitting day in a 3-1 to one loss. Now, in total, the Beavs made 31 attack errors, hitting 122 as a team in the loss. OSU did improve defensively, totaling 8.5 blocks as a team to go with 71 digs. So the 0-2 Beavers will attempt to rebound in Houston as they take on Alabama on Friday. Alabama. Mm. You know, was this? I think we should play how many butts? are we going to have for this year? Yeah. You know, normally you want to look at the butts in the volleyball, well, but now we're just going to have a lot of butts. The, the funny part is you and I didn't practice that. It wasn't even anything we talked about. No, so. <laughs> you were just well, like, I can tell a- what Billy's doing right here. <laughs> well, we had a lot of butts last year too. Mm-hmm. So. Well, now uh, on to uh, women's soccer. Another thing with nice butts. Oregon State women's soccer jumped out to an early lead. But? Then held on late to pick up a 2-1 win at Fresno State. Holy crap, in a crap hole of a city they won. The Beavs held the Bulldogs without a shot on goal nearly 55 minutes into the contest and held on to most of the possession in the first half, using it to build a 2-0 halftime lead. In total, the Beavs outshot Fresno State 23-6 with a 6-2 advantage in shots on goal. And then, and then Beach in the second game of the season on Sunday, in the 57th minute, Skyler Herrera helped Oregon State women's soccer to a 1-1 draw with host Pacific. The stalemate secured an unbeaten first road trip for the Beavs in the 2022 season. Well, when it's not a win and it's not a loss, I don't, yeah. You but, weren't beaten, though. Yeah, I guess so like three quarters of a blowjob <laughs> okay so uh then beach uh the two oh and two beeves will return home this thursday to welcome boise state to paula Rensfield. kickoff between the bees and the broncos is slated for 7 p.m and it will actually be broadcast on pac-12 network all right so we are recording this on Sunday. This will go up on Tuesday, and the game will be on Thursday. Huh. So we're not we're not uh, talking in the past tense. That's good. Yeah. All right. A little bit of men's soccer. Mm-hmm. Dante Williams and Ellis Spickner's goals proved to be the difference in a 2-1 to win over UC Davis in Corvallis on Thursday night for the fifth-ranked Oregon State men's squad. The Beavs will continue their homestand um, on Monday, so last night as you're hearing this, uh, against Utah Valley State. And that kickoff was set for 7 p.m. What kind of uh, conference is Utah Valley State in? Um, I'm not sure what, let me see here. I'm not sure what uh, conference that is. Is is this kind of like a warm-up game? Uh, this is non-conference. Okay. Okay, Utah Valley... 
when you're dealing with soccer, is it much like football where you try to pick some weak conferences where they get the benefit of, of maybe some revenue and you get the benefit of, of having a, a less than a strong team so you can build up your, uh, your win-loss ratio? So I don't know what the hell they're in. <laughs> well, it's got whack, but it also has the Big 12. Oh, okay, so they kind of float. Yeah, it might be depending on what the sport is. Are so there only looks, ten teams? In, looks is like, there only ten teams in the Big Twelve? Something like that. So it looks like they're in the whack for soccer. They're in the whack, but so it okay. looks like it might depend on what sport it is. Because you know, there's they're not some, bad though. The whack, the whack is pretty decent, well, isn't it? For for well, it was soccer because you got to remember, there's some like I think Boise State is in the Pac-12 for soccer, and so okay. is San Diego State. Remember, because not all schools mm-hmm. have soccer. So. Yeah. All right. And next up, Beach, we got a little bit of football news. Um, so many of these uh, uh, preseason awards watch lists come out. I don't talk about all of them um, mm-hmm. because some of them, it's, you know, they name 50 freaking players before this, you know, so it's like, oh, you're on the watch list. Well, half the conf or half the country's on the watch list. Uh-huh. So some of them I don't talk about, but this one, Oregon State redshirt junior quarterback Chance Nolan has been named to the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award preseason watch list. The honor is given nationally to the nation's top senior or upperclassman quarterback. Nolan um, has played in 17 career games for the Beavs, throwing for 3,214 yards and 25 TDs. He's completed 250 of 409 passes attempted during his Oregon State career. In 2021, the current redshirt junior started in 12 games and appeared in all 13. He passed for 19 touchdowns and 2,677 yards, completing 64.2% of his passes, and he was an all-Pac-12 honorable mention selection. So I figured I'd, I'd mention that one because he did what? have a pretty good year last year. Yeah, what, what's uh, what? because I'm not familiar, what defines a good passing percentage? You know, like you, a sixty percent good, or do you know? You you start getting above sixty percent, that's that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just just curious because I just never, you know, you kind of when you're batting, you if you're batting three hundred, you're doing well, correct? Um, well, three hundred's pretty good, but four hundred's the mark of excellence. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In in baseball, it's hard to bat four hundred, but anyone gotcha. that's batting above three hundred is doing pretty damn well. What, what, what do they call that? The Mendoza line wasn't there. No, well, the, the, Men- the, the Mendoza line is a lot lower than that. I'm not a, I'm not a, cause wasn't his batting terrible, but was, his, well, his, it was horrible. his fielding was um, good or something. <laughs> so the Mendoza line was a term coined, coined by teammate of Mario Mendoza on the 79 Mariners, um, as a joke on the light hitting shortstop who typically carried an average around 200, though he actually okay. finished with a career mark of 215. So you just don't want but to drop that, below that field, Mendoza line. But but he was he was a great shortstop. Well, he was he was good defensively. He just didn't have a lot of offense. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a joke on how I met your mother about that about the the Vicky Mendoza line. Oh, so it's the hot crazy scale. Oh yeah, yeah yeah same kind of concept. Yeah. So that the hotter you get, the crazier you get. Uh, well, no, that that you're willing to overlook craziness as long as the hotness goes up. Yeah, but if yeah. the hotness goes down, then the craziness isn't worth it. Exactly. Exactly. That makes sense. You know, yeah. Tries to stab you with a fork. 
gets a boob job. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, what are we on to next now that we got uh, off uh, into the averages? Oh, Billy. Yeah, Pete. Can you hear that? I just did. Oh, sorry about that. So, hold on. This thing is getting ancient. So, hold on. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. Eugene becomes first city in Oregon to ban natural gas. In a 5-3 to three vote, the Eugene City Council directed city staff to draft ordinance language to do three things. One, mandate all new homes to be 100% electric by June 1st, 2023. Two, advance conversations to transition new commercial and industrial constructions to require all electric. And three, direct the city manager to formalize Eugene's goal of electrifying all existing residential and commercial buildings by 2035. So essentially, the city of Eugene wants to get rid of all uh, carbon-based fuels by 2035 in the city limits. Eugene essentially copied what L.A. City Council did in May, and it is assumed that the UFO will also be copying what L.A. schools did in May as well. What's that? Leaving the Pac-12. Well, they did that in July. Okay. Okay. Well, then uh, change that to July. Whatever. Okay. All right. So, all right. This has been your Heinrich Tailgater update from Eugene. Why do you always have to ruin my shit? I'm sorry. I, I stepped on that one for you, huh? Okay. You did. You did. You stepped on it. You stepped on it like my penis. It really hurt. Okay. So I kicked right. up inside your body? Wow. No. <laughs> it hangs down and follows me like a tail. Yeah, sure it does. You'd be more popular if it did. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I don't I am un- in my I, own ba- yeah. I am in my own bathroom. There you go. <laughs> I, uh, I don't understand that outlying natural gas. You, 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 well, you know what gets me? Um, so, so this is just my basic free market view. The, the reason why um, prices are down is because of competition, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason why General Motors prices are where they are is because Ford has a competing brand and so does Ram and so does Toyota, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they have a margin built in for profit, but they also have a com- competition in nature, which pulls that profit margin down to a reasonable level. You can't be thirty. Okay. Per, you can't be thirty percent above the other guy, or you won't sell anything. Exactly, exactly. And so, with the idea that you have natural gas, that you have Portland General Electric, and I don't know if there's any other form out there that you could do. Theoretically, you could put a Tesla roof on and and have you know Tesla batteries put on and, and circumvent the whole system. But the fact is, you have choices, and those choices keep those companies, Portland General Electric and Northwest Natural Gas, and for the most part, even Tesla you know, or sell and any other kind of home solar powered system, they all have to be in line to provide value to the consumer. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you are pretty much going to put an all out assault on Northwest natural gas and tell them your services are not desired in our city, then what incentive does Portland general electric have to keep costs low to, to keep, keep labor costs down, to keep investment at a reasonable level um, to, to keep margins down. They have none. Once they get a monopoly and they cut Northwest Natural Gas out of it, 
VG can make Eugene their bitch. Well, Eugene has their own, their E-Web. Well, but, but you see what I'm saying, though. Yeah. They, they, there's only one. There's only one player in town in a public utility like that. So, and and I've always wondered how much are these electrical companies paying to push these policies through the cities? You know, that's that's one thing I've always been concerned with. And when you look at two, you know, look at the damage that like Portland General Electric has done, or not PG, but uh, uh, what is it? Uh, um, just with the electrical lines, you know, the potential for fires and that kind of stuff. You know, you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just have issues with it. I, I think uh, I think it's short-sighted, and I think the market itself will take care of it. You don't need government involvement. You know, so so General Motors just came out, and they said they uh, – uh, well, the Oregon is saying pretty much uh, 2035, you're not going to have any gasoline cars anymore. Most of the states are signing on to this thing. So, like, gas cars are going away by 2035. General Motors pretty much said by 2030 they won't be building anymore mm -hmm. gas cars. You know, and that's only seven years away, and they don't have the technology yet. And we're not seeming to prove our grid. We're tearing down dams. We're, we're that, not that, – that, that's, that's, I'm like, I'm like I, I just think the whole thing is absolutely insane. Well, that's my, that's my thing about it. I, you know, you have an electric car. I have an electric car. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care what powers my vehicle. Yeah, but I I need it to do. I can't be charging it every two hours. Mm -hmm. You know, it needs no. it needs to have some range. Okay. Yep. And the other thing is, like California, well, we're going to get rid of all these cars by you know no more uh, gas powered vehicles by twenty thirty five. Okay. Well, you better be building new power generation plants, uh, however that's going to be right now. You, you know what? You need I those coming it... online right now because on hot mm -hmm. days in California, they don't have enough power to power everything. And it's gonna it's gonna take at least five years to build most projects it, of I, any consequence. Well, I mean, if you've got, you're gonna need to build nuclear plants. Yeah, that's what it yeah. comes down to. You're gonna need to build them. Yeah. And where are these coming from? You better have them. They better be going through the regulatory process right now, because yeah, the that's... government has made it damn near impossible to get anything done quickly, but I, I just, you're putting the cart before the horse. I, I just don't Absolutely. understand this. You, you, you know, one thing that I found interesting, I watched a documentary here a couple of years ago regarding the history of LA's water. Oh yeah. And, and so you, you start looking the, the founders of Los Angeles, they knew that this city was going to grow to be a big Mecca. And so they started going up from all the water sources and started acquiring all the land where all the lakes were for all their water. Yeah. And then they started making dams across those. And they, they, one of the dams even failed, but even after it failed, they didn't need to replace it um, as they had enough dams to store water where the city of LA really has not had to do anything. They've actually reduced their water supply uh, for environmental reasons um, mm -hmm. for the last like 80 years. Yeah. They, they, they've not added to it over the last 80 years. They've actually decreased it over the last 80 years. And it was all because of the forethought of those guys from the 1920s yeah. and to plan for it. And, you know, you look at what we've been doing over the last 40, since our lifetimes, you know, we, we haven't really been producing any more dams. We haven't been creating any more reservoirs. We've just been living off of the benefits of what the generations before us have done. Well, and 
I, somebody said, you know, they, they look at Lake Mead going out of water. I'm like, going, okay, that's all fine and dandy. You realize Lake Mead wasn't a natural lake. Yeah. And, and the reason why Lake Mead is there is because it's feeding most of LA their water. And if Lake Mead is not holding enough water, that, that's not an issue of us having, I mean, there might be some issue to the drought, but it's also massive consumption. Yeah. You know? So well, then maybe they need to look at other sources. And it's the same thing for the electricity. Yeah. Well, you know, they tried on all around. Yeah. They tried to get the, trying to uh, build a desalination plant out there off the coast in California. And that got rejected. How come? Because the coast, because they've got a coastal commission down there. You've got all these little mm, government fiefdoms down there that, you know, and rule over everything. Not, yeah. not in our not not in our backyard. We're not, we're not going to do this. Yeah, we're not going to do this because of that. And it's like, well, then you're gonna then you're gonna dry up. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you got no choice. Yeah, can't just bring so it out you... of nowhere. Yeah. <clears throat> Alrighty, Beach. Well, we are not gonna go. Obviously, we have no Pac-12 games. This is week zero games um, this weekend. We had no Pac-12 the... games. Oh, so we didn't lose. Yep. Nobody lost. Which nobody lost. Yep. And so and so there was no. Movement just like three quarters of a blowjob today, Bill is like three quarters of a blowjob. So and there was there was no movement in the uh, in the polls. So we're not going to talk about that. So now we're going to move. Movement in the, there was movement in the polls. I'll tell you that there was movement in the polls, Billy. So we're okay. going to move on to the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the week award. Every week, we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst sportsmanship leadership or just being a fan and this week beach it has to go with one of the games that happened on saturday Ooh, what I, happened i went over to my good buddy's house well it's more just piss poor coach in my opinion okay you went you went over to your good buddy's house went over to my buddy will's house who's a big nebraska okay. Cornhusker fan and we watched the nebraska northwestern game that was played in dublin so it's played I, live dublin, in dublin yeah. ireland so if it was played live. What time did they play? It was like five thirty in Dublin, I believe. Okay. Yep. So we went over there and watched it. Now, did you watch the game? I, Billy, I worked. Okay. Worked in my yard. Worked in my job. I just work. So the head coach beach of Nebraska is Scott Frost. Now he from was University of Oregon fame. Well, actually, he's from University of Nebraska fame. Um, he was a quarterback there. Um, helped guide them to one of their national championships. Kind of a favorite son. Yes, he was a um, offensive coordinator at Oregon for a while. He was then the head coach at the University of Central Florida, where he mm-hmm. had where he had several uh, really good teams there. And then he was brought in. This is his fifth year at Nebraska. They brought him in to replace uh, when uh, Riley was canned, right? When Riley was fired, yes. Now um, he's. They haven't been to a this this they haven't been to a they haven't had a winning season in five years. Wow! So the last one under so is, Riley. So is, is, so is he on borrowed time at this point? Well, a little bit. So one of the things that's interesting is after October first of this year, his buyout mm-hmm. goes down quite a bit. It's like cut in half. Okay. So if he gets fired, what he gets paid gets cut in half. So we'll see what happens come October first. But anyway, Beach, so this season, Scott Frost isn't calling the plays on offense this year. However, on Saturday, the coach still probably made the biggest decision in the 31-28 to loss 
to Northwestern. So just were, were they expected were they expected to win? Yeah, they were favored by 12 and a half points, I believe. Wow, okay. Yeah. So just after um they had taken an 11 point lead at 28 to 17, he ordered an onside kick. Just as like catching him off guard. Yep. And so his how his that payoff, how that payoff well really? well Beach his quote was you've got to win in this business to keep your job that's the way it is I love the state of Nebraska I love these fans that sacrificed to come over here we've got to get this turned around because obviously they did not recover the onside kick Northwestern took it had a very short field went down and scored and ended up winning the game thirty one to twenty eight wow yeah. Now, Frost took the blame for the failed onside kick that changed the momentum. He said, I made the call, so that's on me. At that point in the game, I thought all the momentum was on our side. I thought if we got it, we could end the game. Now, he also said, you really can't foresee them scoring 14 straight points on us and us sputtering after we played well to start the second half on offense. Again, those are excuses. If I had to do it over, I wouldn't make the call. And I have no, personally, have no problem with aggressive play calling either side of the ball. I have no problem with it. Yep. But my issue here is one, you're favored by 12 and a half points and two, you are playing Northwestern. Northwestern like Stanford is a bunch of really smart guys. Mm -hmm. And I think it's harder to get them with that kind of play than if you're playing somebody else. And I just thought it was foolish. Now, it was uh, it was good. It caught a lot of people off guard, caught me off guard. But the, the, the player for Northwestern was right there all over. It came up, made a perfect play on the ball, recovered it. And that's basically all she wrote for Nebraska after that. And I just don't understand why, like I said, I, I just to me, stupid play call at a stupid time. The, mm-hmm. the other thing, and my friend will my friends will and michelle were just going off because they were listening to some of and they're they're huge nebraska fans they're from nebraska they're done with nebraska for this year wow i mean they're done they're like i'm done that's all it took yep i'm done i'm tired of the excuses we're done with this and i guess as a beaver fan if you can remember when we had um anderson as the head coach here his thing he'd always say in in the press conferences was we got to put our big boy pants on. Sometimes you got to put your big boy pants on, which mm-hmm. just used to piss me off. I guess Frost thing is the team needs to motivate themselves. And he says that all the time. And I'm, and I was just like, that's horrible. That's as the head coach. That's what your job is. Yeah. You're the coach. Yeah. Now there's you're different. the one that's supposed to define the 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 uh, the environment the 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 feel for the the, the team the, you're the one that defines yeah. that mentality when they take the field yeah now you're, there's you're... different ways to do it there can be quiet confidence there can be you know excited kind of fire and brimstone and get people jacked up but there's mm-hmm. different ways to do it that is your job to motivate those players and I just I just think that's oh. that's a, that's a bad sign for a head coach. I thought, and, I thought Frost was going to, I thought, I thought Frost had it, but now with what you're telling me, I'm kind of wondering if he does. Exactly. And when I hear two longtime Husker fans 
saying, done, I'm not watching any more games. Makes me think your time there is very limited. Yeah, especially after game one in the season. Yep. So, anyways, so after this week's debacle, Scott Frost, you get this week's. (laughs) Jackass of the week. All right, Beach. It is now time for the musical interlude. It is week two of our fire season. Cool. (laughs) Fire. Fire! 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. And is my pick. Yes. So, Beach, my pick is a song that came out in 1974 by the American... I wasn't even born yet. By the American hard rock band Kiss. This was on their, their self-titled first album. Now, the track was written by the band's rhythm guitarist and vocalist Paul Stanley. Now, during live performances, bassist Gene Simmons has breathed fire with red lights flashing and siren sounding. And this song, Firehouse, has remained a concert staple and is regarded as one of the band's classic songs. With its fan favorite status beach, this song is one of the most played songs in the Kiss catalog, having been played live more than 1,700 times. Wow. Yeah. Now, Paul Stanley wrote the song while he was while he attended the High School of Music and Art in New York City. So this was written when he was in high school. Now, he said he was inspired by a British rock group, The Move, and their song, Fire Brigade. Now, the two tracks are similar in their courses. The Move's was Get the Fire Brigade, where Kisses was Get the Firehouse. And they have some same background sound effects. Now, Kiss played this song during its early Wicked Lester period as well. So Wicked Lester was what the name of the band was before they became what is now Kiss. Yep. Yep. Now, um, Firehouse was also one of the first numbers that Kiss performed during the band's earliest national TV appearances. Yeah, they kind of made a circuit of that for a while, didn't they? Have a lot of the Oh yeah, they were on they were on all Yep, 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 especially in the mid to later 70s. So, with that beach, here is Kiss with Firehouse. <laughs>
That's one of my favorite earlier Kiss songs, and the one thing I don't that, I don't think we ever did that when we did the Kiss go nope, round. Nope. I think we uh, I know we yeah. Didn't. Now the one thing I love about this song, Beach, is that this song was taken as the name of another band. Was that band named Firehouse? Correct. So that that a band was originally called White Heat, but they realized that the name was already trademarked. And so they named their band after the song Firehouse. Wow. So they have they have a bunch of hits um in the eighties like um Love of a Lifetime and Yeah, I, I think I'm sure they popped up on my uh Oh yeah. On so my, whenever you hear Firehouse whenever you hear Firehouse, we realize that that came from the song Firehouse by Kiss. It's awesome. All right. All right, Beach. Good, 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 good pick, Billy. Good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to, trying to get a little bit of info in mind there. I was like, man, what am I going to pick? So I'm thinking about it. Also, I thought, Firehouse. That's a great song. All right, Beach. It is now time for our week one preview of the Pac-12. Unbelievable. It's here again. And I don't remember who won last year, and it doesn't really matter. So, You, you, you know, I was will... thinking about this, though. So, so this is something to remember for, uh, for, uh, Saturday's game, even though, well, I guess it's going to be seven 30, but probably still need to bring your sunglasses. Cause we're all going to be sitting on that fricking, uh, sideline, yeah. uh, East side. And we're going to be looking at the gosh damn sun the whole fricking time. Yep. So anyway, a little, a little bitter about this. So anyway, sorry. Well, hopefully we got some good seats. We'll have to talk about that next year. Oh, you know, what's going to be, I drove around the stadium the other day on Friday mm-hmm. And I'll have to say, you are going to be – it's it's going to be impressive when it's done. Okay. It's going to be impressive. Do, do, we need to bring out, do we need to bring out the weed eater and anything to clean up our – No, no, our, no. Our it, it, it looks good. It looks good. Okay, okay. It looks good. So, Beach. Um, but, yeah, that new stadium, <laughs> it's it's looking good over there. All, it's all the steel's up, and you can just see it start to take shape, and it's going to mm-hmm. be impressive looking. It actually is going to look like a whole stadium. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It could always kind of look like a half, half, uh, three yeah. quarter, like in three quarters effort there. Exactly. So far. Exactly. All right. Um, Beach. How many games do we have this? How many games do we have this week, Billy? Uh, 12. Holy crap. Well, okay. because nobody's playing each other. It's all out of conference stuff. Yeah. I just didn't know if we had any teams not playing. Nope. Everybody's playing, I believe. So, okay. uh, first up beads, we have a game on Thursday, September 1st, Northern Arizona at Arizona state. Uh, I'm taking Arizona State on this one. Okay. Got the email from Kyle. Kyle says, are you guys still doing this? I lost so bad last year. <laughs> last year doesn't matter, Kyle. We're, we're just not even going to think about it. I don't even remember how it ended. So, 
Is that because I won? Is that what it I, was? I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I think I spilled some soda on that paper where I kept all the scores, so I couldn't tell you what happened. So, um, Kyle says, "I got a good feeling about the Lumberjacks, Northern Arizona." Really? Yep. I'm going to take ASU. Okay. Okay. Then we have a game on Friday, September 2nd. Northern Arizona is called the Lumberjacks. Do they even have wood in Arizona? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that the the, Northern Arizona actually played at Research Stadium in 2001, the final week of the regular season because of the September 11th attacks? And that, that week game got canceled. And so they ended up scheduling a game at the end, and Northern Arizona came and played. Okay, did we beat them? Yeah. But okay. I'll never forget that. All right, Beach, All up right. next, September 2nd, TCU at Colorado. Hmm. I will tell I'm going to take TCU. I'm going to take TCU. I, too, am taking TCU. Kyle says... As a kid, I used to catch horny toads in Texas. TCU. Horny toads. Sounds like uh, Moochie. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure of that, Moochie was a kid in early Disney shorts. Yeah, wasn't that an old yeller? Yeah, well, he was Kevin Corcoran played Moochie. He also played whatever that kid was, an old yeller. Yeah, the, the, the younger brother. Yeah. So, and wasn't he, wasn't he catching horny toads in that? He was movie? catching horny toads, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always think of Kevin Corker and I think of Moochie. All right. All right, Beach. All the rest of the games are on Saturday, September 3rd. First up, Bowling Green at UCLA. Bitch tits still there? Yes. How's Bowling Green been in the past? You're not going to help me, are you? I don't know. Yes. Okay. World beaters. I don't know. Ugh. I hate picking. You know, I ain't going to pick that bitch tits son of a bitch. I'm going Bowling Green. Okay. I'm taking UCLA. Kyle says, I thought we were only doing Pac-12 teams. I guess UCLA, but does this count? Yeah, pretty much. So, bastards. That's what I think will win. I hope Bowling Green kicks the crap out of them. Okay. I don't think it'll happen. Next up, Beach. The, probably the biggest game of week one. Mm-hmm. Number 11, Oregon, at number three, Georgia. Georgia. No question. Kyle says they're going to kick their ass because they're, they, Oregon sucks. Kyle says the Bulldogs are going to lay a sweet Georgia Brown on the Ducks. Wow. You know, they call that a, you know what sweet Georgia, that a Georgia don't, don't they call that a Georgia steamer? What's, what's that called? <laughs> that's a Cleveland steamer. Sweet, oh, Cleveland steamer. <laughs> don't look that up, people. Don't look that up. You don't want to find out what that is. You don't want to look that up. I'm telling you right now. Um, okay, what's uh, a Georgia Brown? George, sweet Georgia Brown is the, the, uh, uh, the theme song of the uh, Harlem Globetrotters. Okay, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but what is it? It's the name of the theme song oh. for the Globetrotters. Okay. They're going to lay a sweet Georgia Brown on him, though? He's just being funny. Okay. It's Kyle. All right. Funny for 
What is that, a Cleveland steamer? No, it's <laughs> don't look that up, people. I'm telling you right now. Okay, you know what? what? You picking, remember, remember last year? Uh, I'm taking Georgia. Uh, remember, I'm taking Uga. Uh, Just likes Uga because uh, Georgia because their mascot, the Bulldog mascot, is named Uga. Mm-hmm. UGA, mm-hmm. so she just loves them. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, so last week with our Freedom Rock com- comment, we actually had uh-huh. three people reach out to me saying they knew what it was about. That's good. Yeah, one was Kyle. all three of our listeners. Yeah, so we have three at least. <laughs> and I put the whole commercial in there. You didn't know, but I cut in the whole commercial. Uh, that's good. Okay, so we had Kyle. Who else? Uh, Dano and another person. Okay. So the two people we reference frequently in our <laughs> Yeah, who get our stupid kind of humor. Okay, so that's up. Next and up. Mom, and mom. Yeah. <laughs> mom doesn't even listen to our podcast. How sad is that? I know. Okay. <laughs> she, she has to get enough with us normally. So Jess doesn't listen either because she's like, I hear half of it. I don't need to hear the whole thing. And the other half I add is yeah. too colorful for her. Needle. Yeah. So next up, Beach, Arizona at San Diego State. San Diego. Uh, oh, let's go with the Wildcats. Okay. Kyle says, hello, SDSU. May we talk to you about a future in the Pac-12? SDSU. Mm. That's one of the things about school that could possibly be brought into the Pac-12. I, too, am gotcha. taking San Diego. Okay. Next up. Ooh, this is an interesting one. UC Davis at Cal. So it's literally Cal against their old farm. Wow. Because for those that don't know, UC Davis was basically started as the the ag program from Cal. So it was and literally. And it grew into a life. And, and became, it grew into it. It became its own thing, yeah. Yeah. So, so will the, the apprentice be able to meet the, mas- meet the master? I don't know. You're taking um, I got to take Cal. Kyle says, Cal sucks, UC Davis. Mm. I got to take Cal because I got to believe they have just better athletes. Well, that's why I'm, I'm thinking UC Davis is like, like intramural squad at Portland Community College. It's a little bit better than that, but. Okay. All right. Game number seven. Rice at number 14, USC. The debut of new USC head coach, Lincoln Riley. I'm going to take Rice. Kyle says, Big Ten shows dominance over Conference USA. USC. I got to take USC. Pay, if I get another one. If I lose it, great. Happy. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, I think their coach is going to suck, and I think they're going to tank. Next up, number seven, Utah at Florida. Um, I'm going to take Florida because I don't think Utah can handle uh, handle the humidity. Kyle says... Utah is good for an upset. Utah. I don't. I think Utah might be favored in that game. Mm. Um, I'm going to take Utah also. I think that that heat humidity might be a, a little bit, but I I I think they'll be okay. Okay. You just got to start getting them uh, 
hydrated now. Okay, next game. Colgate at Stanford. I didn't know the toothbrush, toothpaste company had a college. Yeah, that's where uh, our friend Blair went. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where Blair went. Hmm. Where's Colgate at? We've talked about this before. I'm sorry, I suck. It's in Madison County, New York. New York. Stanford. You're taking Stanford. Kyle says, Colgate is only good in a fight against gingivitis. Stanford. (laughs) I'm two. I'm taking Stanford. Three games left. Idaho at Washington. Three games left? Yes. Idaho at Washington State. Idaho at Wazoo. Uh, Wazoo. Okay, be just taking You, Kyle, says this will be the most fun game over next weekend. Wazoo, but someone jumps into the Grizzly Bear Sanctuary. <laughs> I like to. I'm taking WSU. Next up, Kent State at Washington. Uh, gotta take the Huskies. I too am taking you, Dub. Kyle says, "Why so many colleges in Ohio, Washington State? Because there's well, a lot. There's of- only one. There's only one the Ohio State. Yeah, but you've got Bowling Green is there. You got Kent State. You got Ohio State. You've got Ohio University." You've got um, oh Youngstown State. There's a lot of there's a lot of college. There's just a lot of people in in Ohio, for one. Um, Cape Beach and the last game of the week: Boise State at Oregon State, which we will not count because we all take the beeves. Correct. Should be a good game. I you know Boise State's fat. Typically in the past has been a very fast team. Mm-hmm. Very aggressive offense. Um, we get to play with them on. We get to play them on green turf, so that's good. Yes. And um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to a good game. Kyle says, "I've been waiting to say this for a few months. Oregon State is going to win. Go Beavs! I would like to see Jonathan Smith have a season-opening victory." Because he is yet to do that. So be nice to start off on a positive uh, on a positive note right off the get go. So we're not trying to play catch up the whole freaking year. I agree. I agree. Good way yeah. to start. Good way to start. Um, all right, Beach. Let's talk about the tailgater. Ooh. So we're we're doing uh, Idaho nachos, right? Idaho nachos. Yeah. So we'll be starting same time early. We'll be ready to go by seven ish. In the morning. Yep. We'll clarify. In the morning. Yep. Seven o'clock. Yep. Yep. In the morning. And we'll be going till 630 in the evening. We start tearing down an hour before kickoff because we want to be inside and see the game too. Mm Mm-hmm. And at least we don't have to deal with the stupid COVID crap this year. Yep. Correct. Now. And the little Nazi at the gate. So uh, now um, Idaho nachos. So some might call them like. Irish nachos, but we're calling them Idaho nachos, so potato-based instead of chip-based. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, we'll have different stuff to put on it. So we're going to have some barbecue pulled pork. I think I'm also going to do some pork verde. Okay. Because I know you like your verde. I do love my verde. Yeah. So um, I got a couple pork shoulders I'm going to smoke up, and we'll have some of each. Okay. I've also got chili, nacho cheese, cheese, guacamole, sour cream. I've got some. Are you doing any chicken? I've decided I'm not going to do chicken. Oh, so we're just pork nachos is pretty much. It's going to be pork, pork pork nachos. Pork nachos and chili nachos. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Okay. I just, uh, I, I, uh, was looking at it and I just don't think I'm going to have the time this week to get that ready. Nope. Perfect. All right. We've got, um, we've got some family business to take care of Thursday morning. Yep. So that just kind of sealed what I decided. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. So, and I have to manage two nights this week. So it just cut down on my time to get things ready. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at. Um, got a Pico. I got salsa. Plus we'll have a lot of the same, uh, things that we love out there for deep fried goodness. And I'll do a veggie platter and chips and all that kind of stuff. Anything else you would like to see? Um, what was I thinking about? I know. Do we have any dessert planned? I do not. Hmm. We do have some, uh, churros Ooh, let's do churros let me bring some churros are we using the the oven at all i'm bringing the traeger because we're going to bake some potatoes okay so for after we're done baking potatoes we can uh, make some churros correct so if people want uh, fries they can do that otherwise they can do baked potatoes which is always a good choice yeah so i, I figured that's kind of where we'll, we'll give people that that option anything cool. else you need to think i need to get um, as long as we've got beverages, I was, I was thinking that this is just me thinking and, you know, cause I'm quite the drinker. Um, don't, don't they have like a potato, uh, potato based booze? Vodka? Yeah. Potato vodka. I mean, we can, I can get some I'm just vodka. Thinking of it. Yeah. Some potato. Is all vodka, is it, does it have to be potato based vodka? No, but a lot of Russian vodka is. Oh, okay. Anything so, else? Some- Nope, that's all I got. So you want potato vodka? Let's see. Here's the best potato vodkas. This is updated as of March 15th of this year. Choppin' Potato Vodka, or Chopin. Mm-hmm. Woody Creek. Carlson's Gold. Zodiac. Malarkey, Malarkey Divine Clarity. Born and Bred. Ves, Vesica, mm-hmm. Case, Luxusoa, Boyd and Blair, Ooh, Monopoloa. Monopoloa? Monopolova. That's the kind Dad likes. Oh, okay. Blue Ice, Grand Teton, 44 Degrees North Huckleberry, Viking Fjord. Ah, we could have screaming Vikings. There you go. How do you like your cucumber? Slightly bruised, Woody. Slightly bruised. <laughs> anyways, anyways. So, uh, yeah. So, and we'll be out there, and it's going to be a long tailgater. We'll have the duck game on at noon, the duck-Georgia game. And uh, this will just kind of allow us to kind of slowly go through the day with food, having food out. So I kind of figured yeah. this is a better way to go. 
Oh, it'll be awesome. Yep. And I, and just in case it gets too hot, I think it's, I just think it's a good way. Anything else? No, I think I'm good. Well, I'm, I'm excited. Th- I am too. I can't wait. You know, I was, now that it's football season, I'm ready to go. Juices are flowing. So I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 176 of the League of Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and review. Beach. Billy. Well, I see you here at 5.30 a.m. on Saturday. Damn right I will be. Yeah, I'm going to be tired because I actually have to manage the night before. You know, I haven't played my beaver, my beaver uh, tailgater playlist in, you know, darn near, what, nine months? Yeah. It's usually what I play on my way down to your house. I know. It's, yeah, it's going it's to be a long day. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm so excited. I'm going to need a lot of Coke, though. Bring a lot of Coke. There you go. Hookers and blow. That right. always helps. Yeah, absolutely. All yeah, right. That'll be the night before. So I can't wait to see everybody out on Saturday. And until then, go Beavs. Beans, that was a good one. I like to think I bring something special to this thing. By the um, way, I, I, you bastard. What'd I do? I screwed up my knee. Well, that's not good. Yeah. What'd you do? I don't know. It hurts. But they hurt all the time anymore. I don't know, but it hurts. Let me make sure we are getting some. I'm not getting any. I'm going to just be maintaining. Maintain, dude. Maintain. Mm-hmm. And-